everyone, it's Gloria, and welcome to episode three of Independent. It's August, can you believe it? And we're still amidst a pandemic, though it seems like it's getting better. Although who knows what the future brings. With that being said, diversifying your income can be a really good way to make sure your main job isn't the only thing you're relying on to make you money. A side hustle is anything you do to make money outside of a quote-unquote traditional job. You can make it so that you decide what to do, you are your own boss, and you choose your own hours. Sounds awesome, right? So why aren't more of us doing it? Today, I'm joined by my friend Wendy, and you may also hear her cat in the background offering some sage advice. Wendy works in research and analytics at one of the largest law firms in Toronto is pursuing graduate studies in artificial intelligence management, is adjunct faculty at a major Canadian university, and on top of that, she also tutors on the side. She really does the most. We'll be talking about different income streams, how to start a side hustle, gaining traction, staying motivated, and how to use this pandemic as an opportunity to start something new. Hope you enjoy. I am here today with my friend Wendy, and she is definitely a queen of side hustles. Thank you so much for joining me today. So let's just get into it. Um, My first question for you is for someone who wants to get started on a side hustle or some sort of secondary streams of income, what should they be thinking about? Right. I mean, it really stems from like what you like to do. So I think everyone knows what they like and what they don't like. And everybody has different levels of effort they want to put forward. So, for example, if you know that you're someone who just wants a passive income, I would say, you know what, maybe you look into real estate. Given COVID, it's not a bad time to look at it. The rental market's not great if you're really building equity and capital through the fact that over time it's going to come back up. But, you know, if you're looking at a second stream of income that you can have over time, Um, I would say do the things that you like. Like, for example, I go to school right now on top of my job, and I really enjoy teaching people. So I do tutoring on the side. And a lot of that comes from, you know, A, making sure people feel comfortable with you and B, that you really enjoy it. So when it becomes a little bit inconvenient, you're actually okay to work through it. You know, like I've known you a while. You've always had really cool ideas and your bread. And, you know, I feel like that's something that if I were you, I'd capitalize on. You're really an inspiration to us all. (laughs) And for the listeners who don't know, I've been on a spiritual journey through quarantine baking sourdough. And it's literally taken me four months to bake a good loaf. So that's what Wendy's referring to when she's talking about my bread. So you need to figure out what you like to do and see how you can capitalize on that. Makes a lot of sense. How do I physically get started? Like what should my first steps be? For example, yes, selling my bread. Well, I mean, for one, you have a great set of social media and I think it's always good to have friends and family to give you some good feedback in the beginning. Like, no, um, I have a number of friends outside of myself who's been you know, doing a little bit of a self-secondary job. Some of them do lashes for their friends or do microblading. 
And it all comes from just letting people know that you're really open to it and putting that information out there, whether that's through social media, having your own website, just authenticating the fact that you are about to get started is how I would, you know, look at the first step of it. And I mean, there are a lot of sites out there that could let you try um, setting up a new business. So for example, if you look at one of the local not-for-profits, there's um, a website called Support SME. And what they do is they let you put out gift cards um, on their website for free. And if you have friends and family who are interested in paying via credit card, you don't have to worry about verifying the payment. Their third party, um, which is Stripe, would be able to do that for you. So, you know, you can try it. You can see if you love it, see what you don't like about it. And then, you know, it's never about getting it right the first time. It's about trying it and then tweaking it and see if it works better. That's part of the experience. And I think that's one of the really fulfilling part of having a secondary job that's not a nine to five. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It's it's a good idea to just get started, dive in head first, and then figure it out from there, right? Because once you get started and you gain that momentum, then it's a lot easier to keep on going rather than sitting and thinking about it for a lot of time and try to plan everything and get every single one of your ducks in a row. I mean, I think as long as you have a couple ducks in a row, you're you're good to go, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started with your tutoring? Well, I think I started off looking at um, English for a lot of the students while I was attending Schulich. And one of the things is that you find international students um, sometimes lack the support, not only even in the English department, but the fact that they're not aware of the job market, they don't know what the recruiters are expecting, the cultural references are very, very difficult. So it always, for me, started with building a relationship. So, you know, I have a 30-minute pilot where people come in and they tell me what they're looking for and I make some suggestions. If they feel comfortable, then we can talk about what exactly they would like me to work on with them. And I think, you know, in a more you know, product sense, you want to make sure what you have is a tailored experience for everybody. And I think, you know, in the case with a lot of my friends who have, you know, a bakery business or aesthetics business, what they do is that it's the same. You want to make someone feel welcomed. You want them to really enjoy the experience and you want them to come back. And the return value for for that client is always something that we need to look at time and time again to make sure there's a sustainable stream. And eventually that's going to become a bigger part of your business than the one time or the surprise clients that come through. Yeah. So basically it's just trying to make it as personal as possible and making sure that people are getting value, like really seeing value. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, if I were to go to a bakery, right, and I know that I'm going to need a bread, I would probably go to my friend who I know is using the right ingredients to make the right kind of products for me, then just go to the supermarket and get something random and I don't know what's the ingredient. It was so funny. So two weeks ago, I went to Metro and I bought a loaf of bread. I left it outside 
and it's still not molding yet. I'm so worried. <laughs> I'm like, right, it's scaring me. Like, you know, you're like, it's been two weeks. You can the temperature. What is wrong with you that nothing wants to grow on you? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I have never met somebody who actually baked and they left their bread out for a week and it hasn't gone bad. And it makes you question, what am I actually eating? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Definitely, I think there's a growing market for people who are like anti-preservative, yeah. for sure. And I mean, the thing is that even if all of these places say we only use organic ingredients and such, can you really trust them? And I think, you know, now more than ever, given it's COVID, people need to support local businesses. I mean, I was driving through uh, Lakeshore the other day, and there was a huge number of restaurants that are just not open because their sidewalk isn't big enough for a patio mm-hmm. and you look at that and you go well I could support somebody who's you know a very very large company who might not need the support to get through this pandemic versus someone else who's local who's trying to start up something and do a little bit of beneficial you know value add for the community I rather support a local business and I think there's no better time to start your own idea than now. Like, yeah. you have to commute to work, right? You save yourself that hour. You don't have to look at working within a certain rigid time frame. So if you have a lunch break and you're not going out for lunch like you would have been in the office, you could take that time and do a little social media marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, one restaurant I would encourage everyone to look at is just kind of look at Tala in uh, Toronto. It's a Filipino restaurant. It's really great. It's expanded rapidly in the past few months. And I think they do a really good job in making you feel included and be a part of their growth through their social media account. Yeah, yeah. I've taken a look at Tala's Instagram and it's really, really beautiful. And that kind of leads me to my next point, which is I feel like a lot of people who want to start something, they want to make it absolutely perfect and like make sure everything's super aesthetic and like, yeah, like perfect. But in reality, that's very difficult to achieve, especially if, you know, you're just starting out, right? So what would you recommend? I would recommend just get started. I mean, you know, the strategy that would have worked for even a big company six months ago would not work for it today because of the pandemic. Like, you never really know what is exactly perfect solution or marketing channels for you. But as long as you enjoy it and you're putting really, really honest and genuine content out there, I'm sure it would relate to somebody. And the thing is that if you don't start and you're always looking for that perfect, you know, mix of marketing, you might never start. And not starting guarantees you that you will never succeed. Yeah, that's definitely true. And so once you get started and get the ball rolling and you're super excited after a little while, that excitement may start to wear off. And for a lot of small businesses, they don't pick up right away, right? So what are some strategies to help you stay motivated after you start and you're just trying to continue now? One thing I find that's really helpful whenever I'm trying to do something 
is to tell a couple of my really trusted, supportive friends about it. And then they'll ask me about it every two weeks. And it pushes you to make sure that, you know, you're held accountable for the things that you said you would do. And I find a lot of the times, if you look at, and this is probably one of those things after I've gained my COVID-15 that I've looked into, is like, you know, how do you stay motivated with working out? It's the same thing. It's, you know, holding yourself accountable, making sure people that you care about are aware of it so you're not offended when they ask about it. But you know that you've, you know, slacked off and it's a nice, friendly reminder. So I think I can't remember and do not quote me on this, but I remember reading somewhere that once upon a time there was a a theme park that was built. And when the theme park opened, it was all lawn and grass and they didn't pave any sidewalks because they wanted, you know, visitors to come and walk across the lawn And the paths that were like really tread where there's no grass, next year they put the path in there. And a lot of the times I think it's better if it becomes a natural progression than a selection in the beginning because you limit yourself a little bit that way. Yeah, I think that's super true. And it can be relevant to a person starting a small business as well. It's all about supply and demand. So it's really important to listen to the customer and understand what they want and cater it towards that because without the customer, you have no business. Yes. You just kind of need to get it started and iterate because, you know, the first iteration may not be perfect. The second one may not be either. You just got to keep on keeping on. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing, right? We talked about this podcast And we talked about probably doing this for, what, a month, I think, before we got together and did it. And then done, you know? It's, you know, even if things don't turn out exactly the way we anticipate, it's been done and we can say this is something we've tried. Instead of saying let's get this perfect on the first try, and we probably won't, and you need to do a little bit of editing, but, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of editing that I put into this, but I mean, it's pretty fun. And that kind of goes back to your first point in the sense that you have to find something that you're excited about and you really want to do, and that would motivate you. Once you find that thing that kind of ignites a spark in you, then it's a lot easier to, to go forward with it because it's interesting and you're learning along the way. And I think if you look at a lot of the lifestyles in Toronto, it's almost it's almost difficult to say that we're only going to do a nine to five. I mean, if you look at the prices before when we were growing up, and I'm looking at the early two thousands, um, you know, a detached home was then half a million dollars. Today, half a million dollars get you probably, if you're lucky, a one bedroom condo. And so it's not the same. And if you don't enjoy working more, doing something that you love, then you're probably not going to have as much fun. Because it's unavoidable that we might need to do more work at this stage in our life. And I just want to make sure if I'm doing the work, I better like it. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a really good point. And especially amidst COVID, like a lot of people are, you know, losing their jobs, getting laid off. 
that. So I think it is really important to maybe have those different streams of income coming in so that you're not completely reliant. That's the goal, right? Not to be reliant on your nine to five. I mean, the other crazy part is this is the first time in the probably last three decades where unemployment rate has gone beyond 10%. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's looking at one in every 10 people. I mean, if you look at you and I, I can single-handedly tell you a number of people who's been laid off mm-hmm. during COVID in my age group, in my friend's circle. And I would imagine I'm not unique in that situation. Yeah. A lot of this, there are people who then became a little more depressed over it, but I see a lot of my friends taking this opportunity to do something different. I mean, some of them has gone back to school um, to do their MBA um, because it's, you know, online, they've had more time to do the studying now. And then there are other people who's gone back to start their own business or actually pick up their old business, which was, you know, they were a real estate agent at some point and now they're back in the market. And they post about the beautiful places. They do a little bit of staging. You know, it's a lot more freeing to have this time to reevaluate everything that you want. Yeah, for sure. And I think it can definitely be a very stressful time getting laid off that whole experience. But I think after the initial shock of it, it's so important to just like take a step back, reevaluate where you are in your life and like, is this fulfilling me? Am I happy? Like, what are my actual goals down the road? And I also think there's a lot to be said about, you know, at this point, how many new services have cropped up during the last little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I found out through a number of my friends that apparently because daycares are out, people are doing like online piano lessons and such. And I've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, they play piano, don't you? No, I don't. Do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play guitar. I don't know. I don't know if I can teach a child, though. Well, if you don't try, how would you know you can't? Yeah, that's very true. There, there's another, there's another potential there's income another- stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because would I give $20 to keep my friend's child occupied for an hour? Absolutely. And I mean, $20, not a lot. But you also get to do something you enjoy, and they get to have a little bit of time to themselves. So I kind of find that a lot of the time, it's always been a two-way street. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of a better time to try everything. I've been really thinking about, you know, possibly going into a little more teaching, mm-hmm. just because you know, teaching can be done online. And even the schools in our, are not open until January 2021. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if we don't try things at this point, we probably won't be able to try it for a little while after COVID's over. Yeah. I would hope, I would hope we're not going to have the opportunity to try it again mm-hmm. until a little bit later. COVID has been, uh, I guess, a really extended surprise. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. So do you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Once you get started, you'll have something to talk about. You'll be like, well, this didn't do as well as I thought. And then as long as you have a gap, like a measurable, quantifiable gap, you can close it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's great, great life advice. I hope like I don't lead anybody astray at the end of this conversation. They just go and quit their jobs. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Disclaimer under it and saying that we're not held responsible for the advice we're giving out. And there you have it. We are not held responsible for any of the life decisions that you make. So, Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. It's definitely been real. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation. For anyone interested in teaching online, I'll include some helpful links in the show notes. And if you want to teach or sell whatever else, try to put up a Kijiji ad, promote it on your social media, and see where that takes you. I also have a really fun new function where you can leave me a voice message on my website, which I will also link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail with a question or comment, and perhaps I'll include it in my next show. Hope to hear from you. As the aspiring misf independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.